0: We know that this whole idea of family was God's plan from the very beginning. We know that. But I tell you, doing family, being family, can be so incredibly tough because families, yours and mine, are made up of imperfect people. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program as we take another look at your family from a different perspective. This week on the program, we're getting down into the muck, into the reality of what we have to deal with in our families. Hopefully, you've pretty much figured out by now that there's no such thing as the perfect family. Yours isn't the only family with issues and problems. It's just the way things are, because we're all imperfect people. You are, I am, and our various family members are as well. Over the course of this week so far on the program, we've seen how these imperfections have crept in. God put Adam and Eve in a perfect place with a perfect life. But their rebellion against God brought sin into this world. And that sin has had some significant consequences to them as husband and wife and subsequently upon their family as Cain ended up murdering his brother Abel. Let's just recap in case you missed it. This is what God tells Adam and Eve after their sin, after their rebellion. Genesis chapter 3, verses 16 to 22. To the woman, God said, I will greatly increase your pangs in childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children, yet your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. And to the man, he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten of the tree about which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it, cursed is the ground because of you. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread until you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. You are dust, and to dust you shall return. The man named his wife Eve because she was the mother of all living. And the Lord God made garments of skins for the man and for his wife and clothed them. Then the Lord God said, See, the man has become like one of us knowing good and evil, and now he might reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. He drove out the man, and at the east of the garden he placed a cherubim and a sword, flaming and turning to guard the way to the tree of life. See, serious consequences. Enmity between husband and wife, pressure, toil, pain, and banishment from the Garden of Eden, from the perfect lives that they'd had before their sin. And see, that's the family life that you and I are living out now. Family impacted by sin. It all starts off rosy when you get married. There's romance in the air. The the intimacy of marriage is wonderful. And and so you both kind of float along and cloud nine there for a while. But eventually you hit the ground with a thump. And that thump ultimately is caused by sin. It's the same when kids come along. Oh, woohoo, little baby, beautiful, goo goo, gaga. Okay, a few sleepless nights, but all in all, a huge blessing and joy. Until the kid learns its very first word, and somehow that word, more often than not, is no. By age two, this delightful little Johnny or Mary has turned no into an art form. And there begins the rebellion that mother and father are going to have to deal with for as long as this child lives under their roof and beyond. See, we need to see this for what it is. And and what it is, is a playing out of the same story of Adam and Eve. Sin, rebellion against God, has consequences, and those consequences can tear our families apart. In Australia, they tear 40% of marriages apart, a statistic that's pretty common across the Western world. And even in countries like India, where, by the way, the divorce rate is just around 1.4% of all marriages, they're still being torn apart by that very same thing as people live separate lives under the one roof, somewhere between detente and open warfare. Am I right? So what's the answer? Here it is. Here is the starting point for turning things around in your family. Are you listening? Are you ready? 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7-9. to Train yourself in godliness, for whilst physical training is of some value, godliness is valuable in every way, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance. Now it's easy to read that and hear that and think to yourself, That's right! My wife or my husband or my children or my parents, they need some serious training in godliness. They need to get their lives sorted out. They need to start behaving and loving and forgiving. They need to... We we point the finger at them as though we're holier than thou, as though we're somehow perfect and not to blame for any of the problems or the conflicts in our families. Come on, give me a break. Who are we trying to kid here? Matthew chapter 7, verses 3 to 5. Why is it that you see the speck in your neighbour's eye, but you don't notice the log in your own? Or how can you say to your neighbour, let me take the speck out of your eye while the log is in your own? You hypocrite. First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you'll see clearly enough to take the speck out of your neighbour's eye. In fact, the closer we are to someone, the less they're likely to listen to our criticism anyway, am I right? husbands are sick to death of being henpecked by their wives wives are sick to death of being told what to do by their husbands and children just roll their eyes into the back of their heads (laughs) or am i missing something come on let's get revelation today you and i a godly family begins in our hearts Your godly family starts in your heart when you choose to start living your life for Jesus and sacrificing and forgiving and encouraging and leading by example like you're meant to be doing. And my godly family, my godly family begins in my heart when I choose to do the same thing. Why did we start believing this lie that pointing out other family members' weaknesses to them and insisting on our rights was going to make things better, huh? Come on. As someone who believes in Jesus, and maybe others in your family don't, or, or they're straight away, but you, if you believe in Jesus, you have the opportunity to make a difference by being the hands and feet, the heart and voice of Jesus in your family. Do you remember what Jesus said about his mission here on earth? John chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. Indeed, God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Jesus didn't come to condemn us, although God knows that that's precisely what you and I deserve. He came to save us. He didn't come to be served but to serve. And he did that by dying on a cross for you and me. John chapter 15, verse 31 No one has greater love than this, than to lay down their life for their friends. Just imagine if you were Christ to your family. If you modeled and demonstrated and lived that same sacrificial love to your family, the way Christ did for you, just stop and imagine the power that would flow from God through you into the lives of those you love. Yeah? God's perfect plan for families was marred the moment sin entered this world. And it continues to be spoiled by sin today, plain and simple. And now, into these scarred and hurting and dysfunctional families, his love can flow again. Because you're there. Life can be hard work sometimes. And as that daily grind just kind of grinds away at us, it's easy to forget that Jesus died and rose again to give us victory. That's why every now and then, just as the Spirit leads, perhaps when you least expect it even, I'd love to send you a short text message of encouragement straight to your phone. That's what Victory SMS is all about. Roughly every other week, I ask the Lord, what word of encouragement could I give today? So, if you like the occasional word of encouragement, head across to victorysms.org and when you do subscribe, you'll immediately receive a free copy of my ebook, Power Unlimited. Thousands already have, and the most common response hey, that's exactly what I needed to hear today. How did you know that? Thank you so much. It's simply amazing how powerfully the Spirit of God can move through just a short text message. And I'd love to encourage you, too, to live your life in victory. Again, that web address is victorysms.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective.